apple. Banana. Perfect. So this is episode 31. We didn't actually mention in the last episode that we hit 30 episodes, which is kind of an accomplishment, right? That's a big deal. Yeah, super big deal. Yeah, it's cool. So yeah, that's that's cool. So episode 31. So this episode is called Endgame. It's not just about Endgame, so you can listen. If you haven't seen it, we're still going to do the top 10. We're still going to do recent news, recent releases, um, upcoming releases. Uh, And we're actually going to be joined by Lauren in about 15, 20 minutes to talk about Endgame 2. So it's just us for now. It's all good. (laughs) I'm excited. How have you been? Yeah, good. Um, Prepping for my new job next week. Finally prepping for my new job next week. Finally. Honestly, I've just been enjoying having nothing to do for the last few days, so it's been really cool. Um, That's nice. Yeah, and really nothing that exciting. What about you? What's new? Again, because like, I only spoke to you like six days ago. Nothing yeah. has really happened, <laughs> which is quite cool. Um, no, I had like a really chill weekend and loads of editing. I feel like I'm not always, but like with, with editing a short film, yeah. even though this is a really short one, like I'm hoping the runtime's like five minutes. People don't realise that, like, I'll be editing for five hours. Mm. I've only done, like, a minute of the film. Yeah. So, like, I was editing for five hours on Saturday, and Scott was like, did you get a lot done? I was like, I got about a minute done. And he was like, what do you mean? Mm. I was like, well, you know, when you're filming a dinner scene, you've got, like, six different people, six different angles, six different, you know, and... But I love it. It reminded me how much I loved it. So I had I had fun with that. So it's nice Good. to fall back in love with editing because every now and then you kind of get like, if I have to stare at this screen anymore, yeah. I'm going to slice my face, not the cut. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Editing's hard. I feel like editing doesn't always get the, get the credit or editors Hell don't no. always get the credit they deserve. Hell no. I've been, it makes yeah. me laugh because I've been nominated for Best Editor and best director and I feel like hey that's an accomplishment it's like split personality syndrome split personality (laughs) so you know you gotta get there um I did watch this week uh, I had the night I had a night to myself and I watched Beyonce Homecoming oh yeah what do you think I really liked it I mean I put off watching it first because I felt like the hype was quite annoying and also I've, I've watched a lot of Beyonce's concerts before um, I always make a make like a like a plan too because I think she does put on an incredible show. I think regardless of her music, you have to kind of give her that credit. Mm. Um, so I put this on and I was kind of like, I'll just watch it in the background. And wow, it was incredible. incredible. Yeah, it was just the the, the sorry, <laughs> just the scope of it all the scope of it the fact that she had you know a black orchestra a black band black mm. dancers like it was amazing and I think the thing the cultural difference that it made is so important that I don't think a lot of people are paying attention as much as they should and the fact that she was the first black female artist to headline Coachella yeah is crazy and then they followed up a year later with Ariana Grande the first white artist that's trying to convince people <laughs> she's black so um, oh dear I'm about to get Ariana Grande stands on me, aren't I? Um, <laughs> but no, I really enjoyed it. I thought the behind-the-scenes footage was really heartwarming and, like, when she yeah. spoke about her pregnancy and how it was unplanned and then there was complications. And I just love the part where she goes, I've got to go home now to my 50-11 children. Um, it was <laughs> she's brilliant. just doing it all, man. She does it all. She does. And you can see that she's not one of these artists that just slaps her name on... Yeah, a, a credit you can tell yeah. that she puts the work in and 
it was great and oh yeah I really really liked it it was very like in- inspiring or whatever you want to I call think that. so yeah doesn't she have hasn't she signed a deal with Netflix that she's got two more projects or three more projects coming up soon that's pretty cool wow that's in I didn't know that that's brilliant yeah I mean, I oh, think because she used to HBO used to do her tours, didn't they? Like they yeah. did the on on the run tour. Um, but yeah, I mean, Netflix have got their money, and it's not like they're not in competition mm. with everything. And obviously, she released Lemonade on Spotify, so um, that was nice to hear that album again because I've not listened to it for quite a while. Mm, no, it's same. Yeah. Oh, okay. she's so good. She's good. Today. A film was released 15 mm. years ago. Can you guess what it was? No, 15 years ago. 15 years ago, so 2004. Well, I really don't know. It was a cultural masterpiece of our young teenagehood. I feel like any time something like this comes up, the answer always ends up being Mean Girls. <laughs> So I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out when Mean Girls came out. It was indeed Look. Mean Girls. Was it? Yeah, 15 years. Well done. That's first guess. That's pretty impressive. Stop. I really, yeah. wow. 15 years ago. What a film. That is such a good film. Amazing. I feel, for me, like, when Mean Girls first came out, I watched it and everyone, it was really, really hyped. Um, and back then, like, if you didn't go to the cinema, you didn't see the film. Okay, no. <laughs> so we got it on DVD, and I must have watched that DVD about ten times that week. Mm. I loved it so much because um, it spoke about bullying, and I think it spoke about bullying in a way that it also talk, spoke about revenge and yeah. um, just self-image. And I think that's all kind of things I really struggle with as a teenager. Like I, I wanted to like defeat the bullies, but at the same time become one. And it was just not become a bully, but become like who they were and what they represented. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, it's very, I don't know, I don't know how it stands today with people that are that age. Yeah. I mean, 15 years is a long time. Um, but, I mean, Clueless must be quite old and we still connect to that. And we were like, what, a bit bit younger than we were meant to be when it came out. Um, but yeah, it's, for me, it had a big contrast. We're going to talk about eighth grade a little bit later on when Lauren mm. joins in. Um, mm-hmm. It had a big contrast because eighth grade speaks about this time in um, growth and puberty and kind of middle school to high school. And it was very relative to Mean Girls and the two of them are very different in how people exert wealth and popularity and sex. And yeah, so we'll we'll catch back up on that in a moment. Mm. Sounds um, good. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is Game of Thrones episode three now if you've not seen it already first of all what are you doing um just fast forward about five ten minutes until you start hearing a northern irish voice and then you know you're safe but take it away what did you think i thought it was so every you know how everyone was saying or like people were saying that it was going to be the best episode ever and it was supposed it was going to be better than red wedding and better than battle of the bastards and whatever i think that my expectations were a lot higher than what the episode was in the end. I still loved it. I thought it was great, even though the lighting was shit. 
Um, oh, God, it was such awful. a lighting issue. I thought there was something wrong with my TV for the longest time. I was like, what's well, going on? I mean, I wear glasses because I've got like distance problems. And I, I yeah. keep saying to Scott, like, is it me? And he's like, no, it's not you. <laughs> we were leaning, we yeah. were leaning forward. Like, we'd shut, we'd turn yeah. off every light, we'd cut every crevice that was producing light, we had closed. And yeah. I get, and like people were saying online, like, oh, we talked about how the night is dark and full of terrors. I'm like, yeah, okay, but filmmaking. Like, yeah. in film school, we were always told, yes, darkness creates tension, but not when it's on for fucking 25 minutes of darkness. It was ridiculous, because I, generally I felt like you couldn't actually see what was going on. Yeah, no, exactly. I was getting frustrated. At, like, I, I almost, I just, I, yeah, I was really frustrated. But otherwise, no, really liked it. Really liked that it was Aria... Um, despite the fact that I thought the whole night, I always thought it was going to be a lot more dramatic than the way it was, but really happy it was, um, Arya that did it in the end, even though a lot of people aren't happy about that. Um, really, really sad about Theon, actually. I mean, I, I feel like I was always going to be sad about Theon, but I don't think I gave, gave them enough credit for how they kind of, that they dealt with his character arc. I thought he, he had a great arc and, um... Poor Bran. Well, actually, no, not poor Bran. He confuses me. He just, like, sits in the background searching for Wi-Fi the whole time. He confu- <laughs> He's just, like, his eyes, like, roll back and he's just, like, chilling. And I'm like, what is he doing? Oh, God. I I did have major expectations for this episode because, obviously, we're in the last season, so you want it to yeah. be thrilling and enticing and exciting throughout the season. Otherwise, you what, you, we have this amazing best of episode on the third week and then, what, the, yeah. the other four or five weeks are full of crap. Um, which is why I was quite shocked that for eight seasons they'd hyped up this battle, hyped up this villain, hyped yeah. up this army... And it was over within an hour. Like, that's yeah. it now. The Night King's gone. Um, we'll come back to, like, how his death come around. But I just... For me, I generally... And I think maybe see an endgame very close to it. Maybe... Yeah. Prob- I think that actually ruined things. I don't think HBO realised that Disney kind of fucked them a little bit. Because we've just kind of come sure. from this epic film to this mm. like, and epic, epic battle to mm. this uh, TV series um, for me I felt that when the battle begun it was getting I was very anxious because I was like yeah. they're not going to win this and even Scott kept saying like they're not going to win this look how many of them they are and then yeah. when he resurrected the dead I thought that's not even fair <laughs> they're never going to win because every time they kill someone they're just going to double the army yeah. so it got to a point where I was like I don't I actually said to Scott I was like I don't think I'm enjoying this mm. because I just didn't feel like the threat was very I don't know realistic I don't I don't really know but um the, the, the battle plan confused me also they seemed to be mm reacting far too slowly considering that they they knew about this for a long time and you had people in there that had battled great battles before yeah and yet it was yeah it was a little bit weird um the moment when the night king turned the new well what do you want to call it recently passed into yeah. white walkers yeah obviously there was I'm going to forget names here, but more importantly, there was Grey Worm. And I thought, this is amazing. Grey Worm's now going to be a White Walker. He's going to, you know, face Danny, blah, 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 a bit like the dragon. And then obviously they're all gone now, so. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was, I feel like I was just generally underwhelmed. 
but I, I didn't hate it. Like, I was just, I just... It did feel very Walking Dead-like as well. I know it did, people, yeah. I know people will say, that, oh, it's because they are basically zombies, it's the un- undead, but the whole, um, like, pacing of things and hiding from the dead and things like that, it was very, very Walking Dead-esque. But maybe that's because I've not witnessed a lot of television shows that deal with zombies. Mm, um, mm. There were there were parts I did like. I loved the fact that a giant killer was a little yes. girl. Yes, absolutely oh, loved that. So good. I loved um, Sajora doing absolute bits everywhere. Yeah, literally. Um, oh, Danny and John and the dragons really puzzled me. Yeah. What, Why I mean, they puzzle you? They puzzled me because I feel like they. I get the best form of a defense is attack maybe mm-hmm. not especially mm-hmm. in regards to humans um <laughs> but i just didn't understand why they went so far out considering they had no visibility yeah. john had been what flying a dragon for maybe three days and of course people they were gonna climb on the dragon um so yeah, sorry, I'm not being very eloquent or fluent. No, in my words. it was it was yeah it, no, it was definitely one of those. I wanted it to, uh, maybe it is an expectation thing. I definitely because you know I thought it was going to be better than Battle of the Bastards. It was going to make me feel more than like the Red Wedding, but it really didn't in the end. It yeah, I just I hope the next three episodes. I hope that this wasn't like the climax. The next three are going to be as slow as the first two because I feel like I think we said last week too that the first two episodes are being quite slow. Um, yeah. There were, mo- s- there were moments where it picked up pace, like when Aya yeah. first appears and she's got like her double-edged sword and she's kind of like, it's like a samurai kind of thing. Yeah. Um, there were great moments. You didn't really see enough of Jamie and Brienne, considering they were in the battle. Sam, yeah. it was kind of like, what are you doing? Are you fighting? Are you lying down? Like, oh, no. <laughs> it was just a little bit of a, yeah. Um, dun, 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 dun. Sorry, just thinking there. Uh the hound as well suddenly yeah. decided he lost his balls i don't know mm. there was i think melisandre was fantastic so did i yeah because I, I kept confusing myself because i i generally i mean it's a very long show and i do mm. forget things and i kept asking scott like is she good is she bad i can't <laughs> are we meant to like her yeah and, you know um but no that was it they did her arc well i think she had a good arc too like she was um, and agree. when she um, set all their blades on lo- a light, yes. I mean, thank God, because we couldn't see anything before. I know, it was, it was like light, um, yeah, it was amazing. But yeah, I mean, the main plot point, really, I mean, obviously you, you have Sansa as well, who was prepared to use a knife that she'd never used before. You had um, Danny using a sword, the first time that we've seen her use a sword. Um, but the main point is, of course, Aya avenging well everyone really yeah um, and killing the yeah Night basically King. and i generally did not see any of it coming and when he had her by the throat i thought that's it she's going to be dead mm. he's going to take bran and do whatever he wants to do with him whatever creepy way it is <laughs> and um yeah that's um that was it and then of course it happened and it was like such a shock and we were cheering, we were laughing, and then I was like, oh, I guess the big fight then is going to be Cersei. And it was kind of yeah. a little bit disappointing in a way. Do you know what I mean? No, I can, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, I hope, this, I hope the end with, with Cersei is going to be big and bold and not underwhelming like that one was. But, um, 
Yeah, so, I don't know. It's a lot more history, I suppose. There's a lot more history with, obviously, Cersei and Sansa, Cersei and Arya, yeah. Cersei and Jamie, Cersei and Tyrion. Um, but with the others, I mean, Daenerys just cares about the crown. Mm. I did, when their crypt started resurrecting people, I did start to wonder what Starks were in there. Yeah. Because um, um, it's just, um, it's Ned and it's... Um, where does the Lady Stoneheart stuff come into play? That would have been this, wouldn't it, if they'd resurrected? It would have been, but they're not. I don't think they wanted to do that in the end. Yeah, that would have been really cool. That would have been brilliant. That I think they so wanted cool. to do. I don't, well, I don't know. There's so much in the books they they couldn't bring to life. Yeah, and so much that they decided to do anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Theon's arc was really, really well done. But oh, it just Theon. it just looks silly. Like, how could any of them protect Bran? There was like what seven of them. <laughs> yeah. I see more people queuing outside to shoom. <laughs> That's true. So yeah, oh Bran freaks yeah. me out. But no, overall, I just generally think it was a little bit disappointing. Um, mm. Bloody long as well. Super super long. Yeah, unnecessarily long. Um, but yeah, so but obviously we have what four or five weeks left to go. So isn't it three? How many episodes do we have? I think they're six. I think they're six this season. Let me fact check to you. Should yeah. my internet want to work? Oh, it's actually saying that there's five. Oh, interesting. I only thought there was okay, six. Okay, I did not know that. I apologise. That makes sense why they got rid of him so quickly. Sorry, no, it's six. It's six. I, I, it's six. I'm not very good at using the internet because I'm so old, you see, because I was out when Mean <laughs> Girls was out. Um, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. Speaking mm. of television, though, mm-hmm. Santa Clarita Diet has been cancelled. I've only just started watching it. So Carry I'm on mad. watching it. Carry on watching it. Yeah. It is a good watch. Um, it's fun. I don't understand why they've done that. I just Netflix are beginning to really piss me off for mm. many reasons. The Twitter account really annoys me. Does it? I just... I don't understand... Like what? I, are you one person? Is Netflix a person? Is it a group of people? Is it a marketing team of interns? When they reply to things like "Oh my god, this had me in absolute tears," who are you? <laughs> who are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with a group but... of people. Definitely going to go with a group of people. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, just a just a little bit weird for me. I think mm. just a little bit bizarre. Yeah. But but yeah okay we're gonna do the top 10 yes um it's not really different to when we did it last week to be honest because (laughs) of course whenever a large marvel film comes out especially avengers other production companies don't really tend to release them on the same day Mm. um because that would be very dumb um (laughs) which is why this week there's loads that is coming out so we've got a fair few bit to talk about on that too um hiya (laughs) (laughs) hey guys welcome to my youtube channel okay so lauren's here now as we said joining us this is our first um three three co-host presentation yes that's three women talking about a marvel film on a film podcast 
possibly Does breaking pass a record. The test? So exciting. It so passed exciting. the Bechdel test more than the film. We'll get back to that later. Um, so what we're going to do, we're going to go through the top ten. I just said it's not very different to last week because obviously when Avengers comes out, every other production company shits itself and doesn't <laughs> yeah. do anything. But we've got two new releases, obviously. And at number ten, it is Eighth Grade, which Lauren mm-hmm. has seen has not seen and I have seen so okay what talk about it I'll listen <laughs> the premise of the premise of eighth grade is by Bo Burnham it's his first it's his first feature film isn't it um I think so yeah did really really well in America but for some reason it took a year to find a UK release here release. Yeah, it's really bizarre I think a lot of people were put off by the title because obviously we don't use a grade system here in England and P4 no what is it like <laughs> first year second year I worked it out that whatever grade it is in America we are a year older than that so if it's eighth grade year nine, it's year nine. second year yes well, we don't yeah. use second year in England you guys do oh so it's even more year complicated <laughs> even more complicated so yeah so yeah it's about a about a young well an eighth grader who's leaving middle school which is another thing we don't have and going to high school, which is kind of the equivalent of secondary school. Basically, high school is year 10 onwards. Yeah. yeah. Has anyone yeah. lost me yet? It's very confusing. No. Nope. It's very confusing. But no, it basically centres around this girl who is very lonely. She has no friends that we know of. Um, her mother has left, so she lives with her dad, who doesn't really understand her. And she just struggles to communicate and talk and she's a bit of a try hard I suppose um and she just wants to fit in and obviously through online she's able to create these YouTube videos where she give she's actually ironically given advice about being confident and being yourself and then when you actually see these YouTube videos they've got like one view two views no views yeah so it's quite sad really that I mean yeah she's going through this um and then obviously we kind of see her progress into looking at high schools and kind of hanging around with older students, which leads to problems and leads to things. Um, but yeah, Lauren, what's your opinion on it? Because, I mean, we were just talking, Mean Girls came out 15 years ago today and that for me is such an accurate representation of our lives at that point, I think, at yeah. that time <laughs> of life. And then eighth grade is similar in age-ish. I, d- I mean, I don't know. How old are they in Mean Girls? 16, 17? I think I so. I want to say, yeah, 16, 17, yeah. whereas she's 13? 14. It's not very, yeah, Is it's it? still a bit younger. What was your, what, what were your thoughts on this? Because I struggled to relate to it quite a lot because of the age. I related to it quite a lot, even though there was, I mean, obviously I'm like 27 and she's 13, but, <laughs> or 14, Which I guess. Which feels bonkers, really, when I thought about it. But it was sort of like, it sort of, not obviously not relating to it now but relating to it whenever I was around that age I guess because I didn't really have I mean Mean Girls wasn't that spot on in how my life was that was more like it like how uncomfortable you feel at parties and want Mm -hmm. someone to come pick you up because you're like freaking out because you're like oh I don't want to stay overnight and whatever um no I felt like Mm. I I just couldn't breathe in parts of it because it was so it made it was quite cringy in time and I think like like you the parts that I did remember the parts where I wanted so hard to fit in and be one of those girls I just thought oh my Mm. god I must have looked like that and oh my god I must have come across that way and even though that was like what 15 years ago I'm still like oh my god they must remember and they probably don't 
But I think, too, it's interesting because, like, obviously they're 14, but at the same time, they're they're sort of like how we were when we were 17 because they've got all these, like, yes. Snapchat and Tumblr and all this stuff, whereas we didn't have that at 13. We had that at 17, so we were having <laughs> this sort of, like, internet awakening yeah. four yeah. or five years later than what she did. But now I, I loved it, and I, I was watching an interview with Bo, who I adore um and he was saying how the music in it was supposed to make you feel like to push your heart rate to her heart rate ah. so anytime that it was like you know like getting very stressful the beat would get like faster okay. and it would start to stress you and i was like actually i would like to watch it again i think thinking of it as a musical perspective if you know what i mean too that's a very good i loved point. it that's a very good point yeah. i think I mean, for me, it was... I mean, I watched it with Scott. And Scott I mean, Scott grew up very popular. He played football. Like, he's basically mm. a jock, if we're looking at things. Like, he has no <laughs> idea about life. Um, and he's watching it, he's like... She and he said, Literally, he was like, how can you not have any friends in school? And I said to him, like, you do realise, like, when I moved schools when I was, like, 15, I had no friends for, like, two weeks. Like, I ate mm. my lunch in the toilet. I sat in the library. And he was like, Really? And I was like, yeah, it happens. Like, if you, mm-hmm. people don't always have the confidence, the people skills, that or they're just not liked for whatever reason it yeah. would be. And I really relate to those parts. But obviously, the difference was back then when I was like eating my lunch in the toilet, I didn't have my phone to look at all yeah. these pretty girls on Instagram and all these things I could aspire to be. I mean, if I had Tumblr when I was 13, my whole life could be different. I could have been more confident, knowing that there was people out there like me. Mm. And I think that's with, with eighth grade, it kind of goes in different directions. I think social media allows younger kids to either find this sense of comfort and mm-hmm. acceptance and the fact there are people out there who are like them. They're just not very close by. I think especially for gay teens as well, it's fantastic. But then obviously mm-hmm. you've got this other level of people who are super confident, have the life they want, have the looks they want, and they can use social media to exert, to assert that. And yeah. I think that contrast is why I'm so happy I'm not a teenager anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't cope. Uh. Could you cope? I mean, there's a moment in the film where she they mention like sexy pictures and nudes and things like that. And you just think, God, like no one would even dream of asking someone for a naked picture in year seven back in our day. But now... I know. It's actually a very common theme that happens, and you just think, "Wow, that what's next? Really, what's next? The death of humanity." (laughs) (laughs) Thanos just clicking fingers, isn't it? It's uh, but no, it was a good film. But I don't know, I don't know. But for me, I just maybe like you. Maybe now I'm realising. Maybe I didn't enjoy it so much because it was very personal, and I felt quite crippled by. Oh my god, I can't believe I was ever that insecure and. unconfident and maybe yeah need to step away a little bit because i didn't i don't think it's like one of those like oh wasn't that so fun no it was not like i think you're meant to feel like yeah like i think i I think i put it on i was expecting something like uplifting and um Mm. inspiring or just fun and it wasn't it was it was like it was it was uncomfortable viewing i'd say and maybe and obviously scott didn't relate to it very much and he said like oh she just needed to you know, stop being weird and put herself out there. I was like, wow, you should go into school and talk to kids with that attitude. Oh, no. <laughs> oh man. But yeah, it's just difference of opinion, really, isn't it? But yeah, that's at number 10. Um, obviously, the rest of it's pretty much 
what we did last week. And number nine, it's Greta. And number eight, it's Missing Link. And number seven, it's Wild Rose. And number six, it's Captain Marvel. And number five, it's Shazam. Number four, it's Red Joan. Number three, it's Wonder Park. Number two, it's Dumbo. And number one, it is Avengers Endgame, which has made $1.3 billion. That's insane. Already? Already. That's insane. $1.3 billion. The budget was $356 million, and it's made $1.3 billion. Wow. In five days? It is the highest grossing film of the year, obviously, and it is the 18th Mm. highest grossing film of all time. Already? Already. Oh, gosh. It's, I mean, it's obviously we knew it was going to break records, but I just think when you put it, when you read it out like that, you think, wow, that much money on a film, like a piece of entertainment. Mm. Yeah. Oh, God. Imagine if they donated that to fixing the bloody rainforests and sorry i'll reserve that (laughs) kind of commentary um so yeah we're going to talk about avengers endgame so Mm -hmm. um, we're going to go through the plot of the film from the beginning to the end because that's how things work and just obviously guys just jump in i just want this to be a free-for-all kind of thing so just jump in okay okay so i I feel like as i went through the film i I did i recognized there was three acts really so maybe you'll agree with me when i see these out and i feel like when i was in the for me i don't know for you did the three hours feel long no no i didn't i feel, thought they yeah i thought they were gonna feel really really long but no they didn't but to be honest because obviously good. you two are film fans as well this isn't the first film you've watched that's three hours long is it I grew up on Bollywood films, so like they're all. <laughs> <laughs> I think it might be the longest I've seen. Interstellar was pretty long though. It felt it though. <laughs> oh! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't three hours though. Maybe two two hours forty. Yeah, but this is like what three hours fifteen. Three hours one. Is that all it is? I think so. Really? I, I think so. I thought it was paced quite well. I thought, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. But I, I could have sat there for five hours. I would have been fine. <laughs> I don't think my face would no, have been. No, I'd have pissed myself. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny. There was a kid that sat behind us and he kept running out to go to the toilet. And every time he come back, it was like, <laughs> did I miss anything, Dad? He was like, no, it's fine. It's like, you missed everything. Don't lie to your son. <laughs> Um, right so we begin the film and it it comes up and i think the first thing that happens is it comes up and said this three weeks later um which makes sense because they're probably not going to go from the finger snap to now um and we witnessed for the first time tony and nebula who were basically floating aimlessly through space tony's appearance is so gaunt he's lost so much weight it's actually like, what they can do now with CGI to these actors is fantastic. I mean, nobody has to age anymore. It's fine. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah. So, obviously, Tony's doing messages through his helmet, and there's a lot of talk about, you know, will he survive? They're going to run out of food soon. And I feel there's some nice little moments between him and Nebula that I think shows Nebula in a whole new kind of hum- humane kind of way. She's obviously, yeah. in the previous film, she's seen as a, as the villain, and which is completely testified because I think Karen's done a great job with her putting her that way mm-hmm. and it's yeah, quite nice nice little moments between the two of them here and just when you think they're about to plummet to their death or face their maker captain marvel appears 
and <laughs> I generally do think that every- oh, what would it? What would it? say it again say it again Captain Marvel appears oh my god that's amazing <laughs> I was just about to say every time she came on camera I think they should have played that rift because it would have been perfect that was so good that was so quick no doubt fan forever oh god I love it you I'm like so impressed go- wow I'm literally I'm speechless <laughs> I'm, like, sit- I'm just sitting here like what just that was amazing okay spoiler alert I am a guitar teacher <laughs> <laughs> she just she just pulled that out of the bag it's all good um, so yeah Captain Marvel brings Tony back brings Nebula back to the Avengers base and um, they all come to get together and decide they're going to kill Thanos which what mm-hmm. I think what a lot of people thought the whole film was going to be about which obviously yeah. wasn't. Yeah. Um, I agree with that. I did not expect... I didn't Me neither. When they basically yeah. come together and they're like, um, let's do it, let's kill this son of a bitch that Cap says, obviously the title comes up, Avengers Endgame, and then that's it, they're there. They're, um, mm. they're in the mm-hmm. spaceship. And it's very cute because Rocket's like, has anyone not been to space before? And you forget <laughs> that, it was despite all this madness, yeah. Black yeah. Widow, Hawkeye, and... Who else? Oh, Captain America Captain have America. never been to space mm. with all this fighting happening. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's some... Some people have commented on the first opening scene about Captain Marvel's arrogance. What's your opinion on this? I don't think she was arrogant. Uh, that's not... That's, do you know what it is? That's not the... No, no, that's just not the impression I got. I was, maybe that's just because I'm blinded by love. I don't know, but like I agree. <laughs> like maybe that's just what it is. But yeah, no. Um, I think partially right. Oh, here I go already. Um, <laughs> if Captain Marvel was Captain America saying those things, people wouldn't make a comment. Number two, I think it's also linked to why a lot of people who immediately dislike Brie Larson because she's a feminist and because she speaks up about things. That people are like, you just stay in your lane, and rub. You know what I mean? It's so stupid. So I yeah. think if a character, maybe an actor or an actress even, that is more mainstream liked by everyone, I don't think people would have made those comments. That's a very mm. good point. I mean, if that, I mean, people said, like, oh, yeah, she comes along and she says, you didn't have me. Well, they probably wouldn't have they lost didn't. if they did. <laughs> and then the yeah. thing that, I mean, a lot of people, the problem they had in the past with the other standalone Marvel films were, well, you know, Thor 2 where's the Hulk where's Captain yeah. America like if these people are in, yeah. problem, in trouble like Captain America Winter Soldier why doesn't he just call up Tony Stark why doesn't he just do that and I think they had to answer that question because obviously they were like well, where is Captain Marvel and I think she very eloquently puts and she does this later on in the film too there's a lot of other planets out there and she's Ooh, yeah. you know kind of like the guardian of all of those too so they did they handled that very well you obviously have the little moment with Cat Carol and Thor that was in the trailer um and the guys go to get Thanos, and Thanos is in this kind of like retirement village. <laughs> I, I heard someone funny. say, "I heard someone say it was like he was um, cooking plantain." Y- yeah, it was. Oh, I just he had, like, his armor as the scarecrow. Yeah, it yeah. was quite. And then obviously they turn up, and it's the first time that Carol is against Thanos, and they all kind of join in, and we find out that he's actually destroyed the stones, so killing him's pretty much a pointless exercise. But Thor does it anyway. Yeah. And then you got the five-year jump, which actually really shocked me. But then, do you know what? It completely made sense. Because remember, we kept being like, why Why is her hair long and red? Yes. 
Yes. Why did yeah. Cap shave his beard? Yeah, that's true. Cap shaved his beard for that scene later on. That's the only reason why he shaved the beard, I think. Oh. You know where it's, he comes face to face with Captain yeah, America? I was like, because otherwise people were too into the beard, they would never. They would That's true. That's very true. I didn't think about that. Clever. Um, yeah. But yeah, we had the five-year jump, and straight away we see uh, Scott Lang as Ant-Man escape from the quantum realm. A lot of people have said it's very convenient because a rat crawls across the controller. Um but yeah, he escapes from the quantum realm. He was still in there for five years. I was going to say, <laughs> it's not that convenient. <laughs> convenient would have been if a bird flew on it, like straight away. Yeah. Um, and we see a cameo from Ken Jong from Community, and he That's doesn't right, say though. anything, but apparently he's had a few lines cut or something. Okay, because I was waiting for him to say something, Me and then too. I thought, oh. Me too. Not- but I, what I only watched um, Ant Man and Ant Man 2 before, like the week before. Oh, mm-hmm. right. Um, and I'm so glad that I did because I feel like I wouldn't have appreciated any of. I mean, I appreciate Paul Rudd, whatever he does, but I just didn't know the character or anything. The humor so. in Ant Man is absolutely class. So good, yeah. yeah. It's and oh, it's so very good. complicated with Ant Man because obviously Edgar Wright's involvement. I feel like you see that throughout all the characters, and I think it's because he spent a lot of time working on everything with yeah. Paul Rudd and everything like that. But I feel mm. like Ant Man in particular brought so much comedy to Endgame. Yeah, and I think without him, it actually would have been. You actually wonder now, what, what like I think how on earth did we have two Avengers films without Ant Man? It's bonkers. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But he was really great, and I think when he wakes up and he walks around the city, it was very like the Walking Dead, where Rick for the first time walks around and like there's missing posters. I know, and... like I have watched the Walking Dead, but I <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Um, it was very eerie and it actually reminded me a lot of Christopher Nolan's Batman, the whole kind of humane oh, yeah. darkness kind of thing. And I was like, oh my God, this film, I love it already. Um, and then we get, we get, so he goes to his house after he's kind of seen the memorial, which is completely fair because Cassie yeah. is presumably alive. Now, when the girls walk into the door, do you guys remember when 13 Reasons Why the actress Catherine Langford announced she was going to be in Avengers? No, I didn't know this oh, was a thing. Right. Yes, yeah, so she basically she it was announced that she was going to be in Avengers. She'd filmed all her scenes, so I thought, oh, she obviously must play Scott Lang's daughter. Nope, she's not in the film at no. all. I forgot that that was announced. Actually, only now that you say that, I'm like, oh, I do remember that. Yeah, and I've looked online, and people have kind of wrote articles, and they're like, what's happened? Like, was mm. she cut out? But I thought, oh, it must be he. She must be playing um, his daughter because obviously five years yeah. has passed. Yeah. Um, but no, it's not. It's another actress, and we kind of find out. Well, he finds out what's happened, and he goes to the Avengers. What do they call it? Compound. Compound. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Though, is what you're saying is that you couldn't find a reason why she wasn't in it? Are you making a pun on Thursday? <laughs> I was. Why? I can see it in your face. <laughs> it's just always working, working me. <laughs> just, just, just. <laughs> Uh, at the compound you got um natasha she's got like a conference call with like captain marvel um right first off off the bat the most devastating part of endgame her hair you okay okay because a lot of people when scott leaned over to me went what the fuck has she done to her hair because <laughs> like, it's so cool when it's like all really and tense cinema like, and he just come over like what the fuck has she done to her hair and i was like shush I'm pretty sure I just turned around to my friend and was like, I'm going to cry. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad they acknowledge it, though, with a comment from Rocket, because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to pay attention. 
Because he's... It wasn't worth that joke, though. I don't know why, but I Because it just looks so crap when she's flying now, and it's just like... <laughs> it's hard because, I mean, a lot of people... Is, there's a bit of a contrast. People are saying there's a contrast between Carol Danvers in Endgame and Carol Danvers in Captain Marvel. Obviously, mm-hmm. Endgame was shot before Captain Marvel. Yeah, bless her. She had no clue what yeah, she was doing. Brie Larson, I pretty much think she was probably given creative license over a lot of the stuff she did in Endgame. Not that that's a mm. bad thing, but mm-hmm. it's it's difficult, I think, to go straight into a, you know, a multi-universe film before you've got your standalone film. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even Black Widow, she didn't get a, a standalone film, but she was in Iron Man too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, don't really get the haircut, but it is what it is. It's from the comics. Yeah. The involvement of... Oh, I've forgotten her name again. Do you know what she's talking about? <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> you keep it up on me. I have no idea. It's um oh the character, the actress, is Denai Guerrero. What's her name in the film? Black Widow. Akoye. Akoye. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So. I just want to say I only watched Black Panther also last week. What you had a good week? You. Yeah, really good week. I just want to publicly apologize for not watching I'm it gonna, for so long. I'm going to publicly apologise that I actually am a massive fraud and I haven't seen all the Marvel films because I haven't seen and probably won't see guess which one it is Doctor Strange Doctor Strange how did you I, I refuse as well I refuse I can't, I can't deal with it it's just have you seen it no. he's an he, no he's annoying enough yeah, it was shit yeah, <laughs> there you go. Also, worry about doesn't it. Tilda Swinton look so Asian, do you? So Asian. She looks more Asian than me. She looks more Asian what? than me, you guys. And I'm as brown like, as they why, come. Why did they... Why was she... I oh, mean, she's a great okay. character actress, but that just takes piss. No. <laughs> I know, it's like... Uh, it's too Could much. they not get Emma Stone? Was she not available? <laughs> well, Scarlett Johansson was already cast in the film, so... Yeah, I know. I know that, that's what I mean, so... Yeah. <laughs> too much. Um... Her involvement was very, like, limited in this film, considering that she was on the poster. Mm. I mean, you see her yeah. you see her in this kind of, like, conference call thing that um, Natasha's doing with the guys, and that's it. Yeah. You don't see her again until the actual end. That's correct, isn't it? Oh, wait. No, we do see her. When? Don't we see... Wait, we're talking about Tilda Swinton, aren't we? No, 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 sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, we do... We, have I watched a different movie? Uh, Okja. Oh, her, yeah, we see yeah. Not, not the Jake Gyllenhaal film. <laughs> Stop it. Is it not... What it is, is, it? is it not Akoye? Akoye, yeah. Akoye, sorry. I'm terrible. We see her in the battle together. together. This is your podcast. <laughs> I don't even know my name. I love you so much. Thank I'm sorry. You. so sorry. But yeah, so we have... You can edit that out. So say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I've forgotten it already. <laughs> Akoye, Akoye is not seen in the film other than this conference call she has and Natasha's sitting there with her sad little peanut butter sandwich and she has this kind of moment with Steve Rogers and I think they have this friendship which is very very close and they mention for the first time Lauren's favourite character Clint Barton Hawkeye mm-hmm Lauren is sitting with her arms firmly crossed, sitting back in her chair right now. She's not happy. 
we're going to touch more on Hawkeye a bit later <laughs> okay, on. But cool. obviously in this film, they're kind of going down the comic book route of Ronin, which is his character in the comic books, um, where he kind of takes a dark, darker path with his look and all this kind of thing. For me, I kind of thought it was kind of pointless, but we'll come back to that a little bit later. Oh, okay. So right. obviously her and Steve are talking, and we, kind of, <laughs> we also see Steve Rogers at this... Um, kind of support group for people that have lost people in the thing now if someone said to me which they did that in endgame we are getting our first major lgbtq representation what do you think you'd think of i'd think okay one of the superheroes is even going to come out we're going to finally see carol and maria we're going to see a new superhero who is you know gay no we get a ex- featured extra who just so happens to also be the co-director of the film talk about oh is that really Stu Ro- Stu yeah. Russo. and i was so disappointed by that and the fact they're actually yeah. um they're actually like bragging about the fact that this is actually the first time an lgbtq member is featured in a marvel film i'm like really mm. i mean look ellen page wasn't out but she was in them yeah <laughs> she was she was she, that's very true she well, there, was there's other there's other is there other gay actors in them as well i'm trying to think no nope i don't think there are is there well anyone who's out anyway that i can think of no i don't think so either no it is stupid that's great casting guys it's like just don't at least just don't advertise it mm. yeah it just didn't it i wouldn't have bragged about it to be honest at all no yeah. um really odd um, then obviously Ant-Man comes to the compound and we finally get the first glimpse of time travel which is good because they do mention all of the movies relating to it um, which is cool and so yeah that that's going to be our way to get the stones back which is interesting so we then obviously flash forward to Tony Stark who we haven't seen during this five year thing now when they're when Tony comes out and he's talking did you guys think he was talking to a dog I can't remember yeah I don't think I thought because the way he's I'm pretty sure when he's walking over and he's saying like um Morgan Morgan here boy come on (laughs) (laughs) he does whistle though I'm not going mad he does whistle and like the, the the little playhouse through the trees it looks like a dog house Maybe I was really tired. I'm pretty sure they you do. You must have a fancy dog. Yeah, I was going to say that's such an ostentatious doghouse. <laughs> I don't know. But then obviously we find out that he has a daughter and it is just a lovely little setup mm-hmm. that he has with Pepper and it's just but I did again I do feel like we didn't see enough of Pepper. Whenever well, anyone sees Pepper, I think Pepper Pig. <laughs> Pepper Pig. <laughs> I'm like Ugh. could we not have recast this doll do you uh, not yeah. like her could like put Terrence Hoyer back in <laughs> what as Peppa Don Cheadle on a better way oh um, dear that's a good no one. I don't know it's just her every time I see her I'm just like oh. I don't like her either to be, I'm not a fan just... of her I think she she weeds me out Gwyneth Paltrow mm. yeah obnoxious and of course she bloody talks about compost she could kill me yeah. <laughs> so we have the introduction of that and we um 
obviously then we meet professor hulk which is another throwback to the comic books for for ragnarok this is where um bruce banner has managed to combine himself and the hulk together to create this kind of like in between um and he has this very weird moment where he's like dabbing and taking selfies and it's a little bit cringy but it's kind of like that's his way of coping i think yeah would you it agree? also might be it might be the only time i've ever had a crush on hulk i want to say the same thing <laughs> like put those glasses on him and like all right Right. yeah 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 i know (laughs) i think he's great because we get to see a bit more of mark ruffalo like yeah better role he's not like leaning over and agitated and things like that so i think it was really great um and obviously we've got iron man's involvement there and he just doesn't want to get involved which i think is fair enough um Mm -hmm. because if they do go back in time and they change something, he's then going to lose his daughter, which reminded me of the Donald Gleeson film About Time. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to throw that in there. A little bit. Yeah, about time. Someone mentioned that. <laughs> I can't. You I are can't killing it today with the puns. <laughs> Watch his eighth grade once. Comes out at 14-year-old. I, I love it. Oh, God, I'm, ter- I'm terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> so see, Tony says no, but then the last we see of him, he kind of looks at this picture of Peter Parker, which he keeps at the back of a cupboard, which is kind of bizarre. Um, Sorry, I keep my <laughs> keep my pictures of me <laughs> and Peter Parker. Um, and then we don't really see him because then we move on to New Asgard and Fat Thor. Oh dear. Which I didn't see coming. I thought it was brilliant. I thought the way they brought back um, the characters from Ragnarok was really, really fun. And I just love. uh, God. I just. Oh, I can't. I can't. That's interesting because that was, I feel like, my least favourite thing about the film is how they dealt with Thor. Really? Tell me more. I hated it. Well, I mean, because he was clearly suffering from PTSD and just he just wasn't in a good place and I feel like aside from um, who were we just saying was the comic relief apart from um, Ant-Man who was obvious comic relief he they kind of just yeah. made him be like he just kind of became the butt of everyone's like everyone was laughing and everyone was like I don't know I just it made me a little angry that that, that they dealt with it that way that's a very I had comment. read like a article that were saying that the Russo brothers did like uh, tried so hard to overcorrect what um, Taika had done with Ragnarok, and so it was like gives him back his eye, and then grows back his hair and the beard, and then uh, initially, like when I watched it, I was like, oh, it's it's kind of like when I was watching, I was like, ah, like kind of funny, and then when I got home, I was kind of like, what? I don't know if I actually, I mean, because I love Thor, and I thought Thor was so great in Ragnarok and in Infinity War, and then. Um, and I thought if they were going to go down the whole like PTSD thing, I think they should have been a bit more careful, like especially like playing like alcoholism as a joke. It's yeah. Like, never that great. But uh, I don't know. It was, I mean, that is what it is, I guess. Mm. What you said then about the Russo brothers undoing what Takehiwahiti did is so interesting because he did take it to a whole new level with his character. And I think with Thor, I mean, we're going to touch later on about when he sees his mum you forget how much actual grief he has gone through compared yeah. to the other Avengers. I mean, he has probably lost monumental... I mean, he's lost his whole world, land, yeah. parents, best friend, brother, no matter what Loki did mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I think with this whole... It was done for comic relief. Chris Hemsworth has said that he wanted to go to a different level of acting 
acting. Oh, I don't really understand what putting a fat on a fat suit <laughs> it contributes to different level of acting. But you're yeah. completely right in the fact that it talks about alcoholism. Alcoholism. It talks about you know hiding yourself away, not leaving the house, playing video games. Not at any point did anyone sit him down and be like, you know we're going to do this, we're going to make you feel better. It was kind of like, come on, we're getting the team back together, we need you, we need yeah. your ass. Yeah. And um, you're completely right with his whole image. Like, I, I didn't like an Infinity War when he got his eye back. I thought that was really poor. But, yeah, um, yeah so no, I, I agree with that. Obviously. Because I think, too, they were saying, like, in Ragnarok, the main arc was to try and prove that he was more than just the hammer. Yes. Yeah. And then Infinity War, they were like, give him a bigger hammer. Do you know what I mean? It was like... <laughs> and then Gail was know. like, we're going to give you the hammer back. Um, and then two hammers. Yeah. Each hand, and it's just like, I... Now you say it, this is what I mean. When you talk about film with people, you realise all these other elements that you just didn't think of before. But I only I read that on Twitter. Like, I did not come up with that myself. Oh. But then when I read it, I was like, oh, yeah. oh, I feel bad now for thinking it was kind of funny when I watched well, it. Well, a lot of people mm. talk about Tony Stark's PTSD, but they don't talk about any of the others. So I think that's very, very important. Very important. Um, mm-hmm. And then, obviously, we go to Japan or China it's never is it even said to us um, I think it's Tokyo I am ready is it where Tokyo I think I don't know but I am ready Tokyo Tokyo yeah I think you're um, right yeah. to Clint Barton um, as his Ronin style chasing some kind of Yakuza kind of um, character that's also featured in the books and we've got this very cool cinematography but it seems kind of wasted because it's like two minutes in a film that is obviously mm. a larger scale and obviously Natasha's there to kind of bring him back um, which he kind of reluctantly agrees to do um, because there is a chance they will be able to get them back um, mm-hmm. and I'd say that's the end of act one because that's like everyone brought back together after kind of going their separate ways and then we're, kind of, we're on mm-hmm. to like act two aren't we Yeah. Um, so act two no yes act two <laughs> sorry <laughs> so <laughs> sorry Lauren's making me nervous. <clears throat> Why? Because <laughs> I'm just waiting for you to say a pun about something I've done wrong. No, sorry, I'm Don't sorry. Don't be sorry, it's fine. I love you. Oh, thank you. Um, so every- <laughs> everyone's together now. Everyone's together and they come up with this plan that they're going to go back in time, they're going to get the stones and they've worked out that actually there are some points in history where the stones are in the same place. So they're mm-hmm. divided into different teams. You've got... Um, the you got the time travel trials when Ant Man becomes a baby, becomes an old man, becomes a teenager, becomes this. Tony comes back and they work it out. They get these fancy time travel uniforms. They yeah. were really cool. I want one. Really cool. Yeah. Um, Natasha's got her braid. Like so she's got a little bit of red, a little bit of blonde. I don't know why I'm focused on her hair, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and they decide that they're going to go to Asgard. They're gonna go to uh, Vol- Vol- Vormir. Vormir. Yeah. Vormir. They're gonna go mm-hmm. to yeah. Morag, and they're gonna go to New York. However, this again, as well, like you mentioned before, this is the first mention we've got of Jane Porter in fucking years. Yeah. And I thought, surely they'd bring her on or acknowledge that she was one of the people that went missing 
but they just kind of talk about her and obviously Thor gets quite upset and then it's kind of brushed aside a little bit again but yeah so basically they're gonna go to anyway sorry I'm getting sidetracked yeah so we flash back to 2012 Avengers now I don't Mm -hmm. know about you but seeing this film that we've seen for years and loved and uh, cherished and talked about from different angles was so bizarre for me it really really reminded me of like Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2 just those different angles and it was it was it was really lovely and quite charming actually to revisit this kind of obviously not where it all started but we revisit this first kind of amalgamation of all these characters Mm, Um, and obviously Ant-Man provides comedy again and we have Captain America versus Captain America and it was really funny and I really liked it yeah yeah no it was really good and I thought that's America's ass (laughs) America's ass and I just thought the comment about I can do this all day I was like oh I know I thought it was really funny (laughs) um I loved the Hulk seeing more of the Hulk from 2012 being miserable I loved Loki making fun of Captain America um, obviously Robert Redford comes into mm. it as well so it's quite cool because you see a little bit more of the Avengers film in 2012 that we didn't see before yeah um, it's cool but then obviously things go wrong and um, <laughs> they have to travel back to 1970 not shortly before we have the famous reimagining of the Winter Soldier elevator scene which is still one of the best things in history Oh, I know. So good. Yeah. It was fantastic. And I did not see it coming when he just leaned over and was like, it's okay, Hell Hydra. I was like, oh, <laughs> I see him. So good. Oh. So smart. So smart. And obviously you've got Bruce Banner and the extra one, which is, of course, Tilda Swindon. Just a kind of bonkers scene, really, of, yeah. no, I'm not giving you the stone. Oh, okay, I'll give you the stone. Yeah. We should, you- we should trust her, though. She is Asian. If... <laughs> <laughs> it was quite funny how calm she was like you're five years too early Stephen Strange is over there performing surgery kind of thing I've not seen Doctor Strange so I didn't get the end joke in joke sorry yeah, yeah it's I'm fine I'm sure it wasn't worth it <laughs> no Nah. No, no, not at all. Nah. So, see, Cap and Steve, um, Cap and Steve's, <laughs> Cap and Tony <laughs> have to travel back to 1970, which is where we get our very bittersweet but lovely um, Stan cameo for the last time, which is quite sad. Is it the last one he's filmed? Um, I think so. Yeah, I think it's I the think last so. one he's filmed. Yeah, because yeah. they filmed a, a Infinity War and Endgame back to back, didn't they? So his last one technically yeah. would have been Captain Marvel. Um, so that's his last one. I love that one, though, when he, she just nods him on the bus. I'm like... Oh, it's lovely. Very sad. Speaking of sad, we have two very, very sombre moments um, between Tony and his dad, Howard, mm. um, mm-hmm. which was quite cute, but I felt like it went on for a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I feel, yeah, no, I think I agree Am with I you. Am I wrong? I think I agree with you. It got to a point where I thought, oh, how would I, I, I zoned out for at one point. <laughs> I think they might have dragged it out a little bit because they were trying to build that anticipation of, like, will they get caught or not? Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's true. I, um, I did think it was quite great that, obviously, the Russo brothers brought us community and we had um, another cameo from Yvette Nicole Brown as well. I mm, thought that was pretty brilliant. But, yeah, the main 
think this is where I cried for the first point is when Steve runs into an office and then realises he's run into Peggy Carter's office. Mm. And it's so close and so far and, it's, yeah, it was just very... As soon as they mentioned time... Well, obviously, we'll talk about the ending when we get to the end, but as soon as they mentioned time travel, I knew he was going back. It was There was no doubt yeah. about it at all. I mean, they basically hinted in Age of Ultron that if he could go back, he would... Um, which obviously shits all over the character of um, Sharon Carter. Um, I don't even know who that is. It's the it's uh, Peggy Carter's niece? niece. Peggy's niece. Oh, the blonde one yeah. from Revenge. Yes, the blonde one. Yeah, from that's Revenge. it. Do you know what? I think yeah. I was more upset. I was more upset about them like obliterating Agent Carter, the TV show, than I was about the whole Sharon thing. Yeah, this is the thing. We're going to touch on that as well when we get yeah. to the end because we're going to touch on that and also the weirdness because obviously when his niece is now born, it's going to be a little bit awkward. Super awkward. Lauren's face just looked <laughs> disgusted with realisation. <laughs> it's like pretty little layers. Oh, God, it's <laughs> creepy. Oh, God. Um, so obviously they go, they've, got, they've gone back. <laughs> I never copped on to that. <laughs> I did straight away. I was like, ooh. Um, Get your mind out of the corner. Oh, I know. We also see that we also see um, young Hank Pym as well, young Michael Douglas. It's just so clever now with this CGI of. Um, oh, I know. They just almost look like a. What's this song called? Michael, do you mean are you getting Kirk and Michael? Are you up? getting Kirk and Michael confused? No. What's Charlie Sheen's brother? Oh, Emilio Estevez. I sort of look like him. Because it's a song. Oh, a little bit now that you've said it. Wait, hold on. Are you getting confused with Michael Sheen? Martin Sheen and Charlie no. Sheen and Emilio Estevez? Yeah. Wait. Right, so Martin Sheen yeah. is the dad of Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. <laughs> You're getting confused with Kirk Douglas and Michael Douglas. So I am. They're all the same to me. I was but no, no. Now you've said it, I can see Emilio Estevez in that CGI. I can see it, yeah. Well, I'm going to look up Emilio (laughs) Estevez to see how remotely close I am. It's all good, it's all good. Don't worry. But what, I get confused by the... These old white men all look... (laughs) (laughs) Was that a quote by Brie Larson or a... (laughs) Oh, God. No, he just lost 50% of all my audience at the comment. No, I'll give you that. That's pretty fair. I'll give you that. And who played... Who's the guy in thing? The guy in what? Michael Douglas. <laughs> yeah. And they are not related. They are no. Not. <laughs> no. I don't know. Tune in next week for more Hollywood... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm just going to start a conspiracy podcast about how the U.S. is definitely the son of Michael Douglas. Michael Kirk Douglas. Douglas. Kirk Douglas. No, Michael Douglas. Who's Michael Douglas? Michael Douglas is Kirk Douglas's. <laughs> Laura. But Michael Douglas is an Ant Man, right? Yes. Yeah. But you're saying you think Amelia Estevez is Michael Douglas's son. I'm pretty sure they're oh. similar ages. Huh? I think right? we should move on. So Rocket and <laughs> Thor are in Asgard, and we get a glimpse of Jane Porter. Now, I don't know about you, but I generally thought we were going to see new footage mm. from because natalie portman we spoke about last week was obviously on the red carpet so you kind of thought oh she's going to be in the film turns out all that footage was unused footage from 
Was Thor it? Thor 2 The Dark World. Yeah. So mm. she provided new voiceover, but she didn't actually provide any new footage. And it kind of looks like there's a deleted scene in there, don't you feel? A little bit. Because we don't now actually that... see Rocket get the, uh, the ether either, do we? No. At least I don't remember it. No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but um, I th- I'm just I'm just sending you something in the conversation. Is this about Michael Douglas? It's definitely not. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm scared to. Open they it. look the same. Okay, okay, I'll get you. They are very. It's very similar. I'll put this online so everyone. Oh, can see. that's really weird. It's very similar. I just want to say that not all old white men look the same. I'm good. To, glad to, glad have, to hear. I have I have albums to sell. <laughs> I love you. Okay, sorry. Okay. Kirk Douglas, anyway, you were saying. <laughs> so Thor and his mam. Thor and his mam, they, oh, they yeah. have a nice little chat. It's quite nice, actually. And I think it does kind of, like we said about Thor having PTSD, it allows him to say goodbye and it allows mm-hmm. him to... Because obviously she's, she comes from witches, doesn't she? So she kind of knows anyway. Um, but yeah, but it's very rushed. We're on Asgard for like what feels like five minutes. Um, and obviously he gets his hammer back, which is funny and interesting, but yeah. Now we move on to the more sombre parts, which is uh, Clint and Natasha at Vormir. Now, Nebula kind of sets everyone up a little bit here, don't you feel? Yeah, I think she, so. All she had to do was say, by the way, guys, uh, that salt stone, yeah. one of you is going to have to die. And the yeah. other place, I'm there in the past with Thanos. Just so to be fair, right? They all knew that's why they got the stone, though, right? I don't know. I don't think they did. Tony knew, no, because sure, that's why Peter Quill goes like ruins the whole thing in the first place because he finds like Gamora's gone. True, very true. I think it's because we don't hear it being mentioned. Yeah, but also, I just want to say that I have never been more angry in my whole life. I have been willing for them to kill Hawkeye from the moment he's been on film. He's stupid. He's useless. <laughs> then they give him a, the worst hair ever, right? Have to look at that, right? Then, then they kill off Black Widow, which I know nobody loves Scarlett Johansson, but maybe I love I love Black Widow. And also, it's like, we never got a movie. And then you're going to sacrifice her over Hawkeye because he has, what, two wins? <laughs> I'm dead. I'm actually dead. <laughs> and, like, he killed all these people. Why? Because other people died? Yeah. That makes no sense. No. No, it really doesn't. Because he's got two wins. I was wins. mad. <laughs> the thing that pissed me Watch off anyway. is that Age of Ultron... Quicksilver sacrificed himself for Hawkeye, so we've already lost someone. So why do we have to mm. lose two That's people? That's right. I was already furious. Yeah. With that. <laughs> and with Age of Ultron, the way they kind of project his whole character and storyline, you, you're like, he's going to die in this movie. Like we've seen his yeah. tragic little little home, his little farm, his like little phone calls he got. His tragic little. Sorry, that's something like. <laughs> no offense. It's a lovely little place. But for me, I just felt like, why did we sacrifice him, like, twice now? People have Mm. died. And like you said, it's just because he's got children. Well, you know, so does Tony, which we'll get to later on. 
And um, also, he killed a load of people for no reason. Just, yeah. I don't get it. And for me, the main problem I've got with this is... I cried my bloody eyes out, by the way. And I tried not to because... I didn't because I was, like, sure that it wasn't going to end that way. I didn't know what was going to happen. They did quite a good job at kind of flipping it because every time mm. you thought it was one of the other ones. I mean, I think one of the lovely touches is that it has to be... so You have to sacrifice someone you love. And I think they were the only two Avengers, I think that deeply cared and loved each other. I mean, it was quite funny when they were in the spaceship and he was like, this is way far from Budapest now. But um, Lauren doesn't agree, that's fine. Um, I'm like, oh, hi, right. That was in that film we never saw, right. <laughs> you know that reference, that film we've never seen? <laughs> Third oh reference, so funny. Um, but I think that the thing why I'm so... I wasn't angry at first, but now I'm angry because so I reflected back on it. Natasha Romanoff was a huge part of not just the Avengers but Iron Man Captain America mm. like she's a massive piece of the puzzle and it generally felt like they forgot about it instantly mm-hmm. yeah. literally instantly like we have we have the moment when they're on the, the little lake and they're talking and the Hulk throws a bench or something I mean the fact that they've completely ignored Bruce Banner and Natasha's relationship since Age of Ultron like literally watch the films Infinity War there's nothing they haven't seen each other in years nothing Endgame they're together again nothing like anyway so it's because they were trying to push that whole Hawkeye thing again so that they could have that scene that's why they did that stupid like 20 seconds in Tokyo it was it was it was yeah Bonkers. I am so mad. Yeah, not a fan. So it's so they can just... tick off a box of being like multicultural. We went to Tokyo. Yeah. I'll give him one river. I'll give him one river, but that's it. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, I'll let you off. <laughs> she really does not like this man. <laughs> I don't hate him. I mean, I don't hate Jeremy Renner. Do I hate Hawkeye? Yes. Mostly because I, yeah, I just don't understand him. Like, I don't get. I don't get the hype, I don't get the love, I don't get the let's save him I and not... There's, I don't think anyone actually loves him, though. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. I've never heard anyone it's say like saying, that... like, my favourite Man United player is Smalling. <laughs> <laughs> I know nothing about football and I hate that that went over my head. <laughs> that one's for you, Karis. <laughs> and our two listeners that are still listing who are male. Um... Also, during this time, we've got Nebula, Gamora, and Thanos, who are in 2014, and mm-hmm. they're able to hack into modern-day Nebula, revealing that Thanos' plan did work, and Thanos, of course, wants to satisfy his ego and go to Earth and get the stones and do it right now so he can get satisfied. So Rhodes returns with the Power Stone, and obviously Nebula is cool, and they talk to her, and they send 2014 Nebula back to trick them. Um, we see Peter Quill a little bit, and that's about it, really. We didn't really throw much back to it, but it is what it is. Now, mm. for me, that would be the end of Act Two. Would you agree? Yay. I can't remember. Like Act Two for me is them getting the stones. Um, I yeah, think I agree. Yeah, I think yeah. I agree with that. Act Three starts with like the. Fight. I mean, you're like two hours in at this point. It's quite crazy. Oh, then. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Madness. Absolute madness. So obviously now they've got all the affinity stones in the present. Mm-hmm. They they have completely forgotten about Black Widow, so that's fine. Let's just move on, guys. Whatever. Let's not even try and think about bringing her back in the click. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. 
Um, they're probably just like, where's that woman gone that used to do all the cooking? I'm joking. Um, yeah, sorry, that's going to go bad. Now, Nebula coming back to the present really gave me anxiety because I was like, no, we just got everything sorted. Mm, Why? What, what are you doing? Obviously, Hulk wears the gauntlet because he can take the gamma rays or wherever it is, and he brings back 50% of humanity, which we find out through Hawkeye's wife calling him. <laughs> and some birds outside. Were the birds relevant? Because he seems to focus on the birds for a little bit. I think it's just there like... There's 50% more yeah, birds. Yeah, there <laughs> would be more birds. More birds. <laughs> so, obviously... So I always say there should always be 50% more birds. <laughs> So obviously it's all good. We got humanity back, blah blah blah, and then Thanos completely obliterates the Avengers compound beyond mm-hmm. like prepare, which was very reminiscent of when whoever did it in Iron Man three. So it's yes. kind of like you've done this before. A little bit similar, but yeah, and obviously Cap, Tony, mm. and Thor go to face Thanos, which is very alike to when they went to face Loki and went they went to face uh, Ultron, um, and mm. they basically get their ass handed to them. But the main point of this part is that Cap can pick up the hammer. In that moment, I thought it was going to be Captain Marvel. And then I was like, Captain America. And everyone was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Like, oh, yeah, I'm happy too. Um, and obviously, you've got this moment between Gamora, Nebula, and Nebula 2019, or 2.0, whatever you want to call them. And they have this sisterly moment where Gamora realises that actually there is a future where they are friends, and they kill the old Gamora. Uh, no, the old Nebula. I was like, Nebula. what did I mean? <laughs> That's me watching it again with my, not my glasses on. Um... Now, Thanos basically overpowers Captain America, Tony, and Thor. And the moment where Captain America is on the ground and his helmet's broken and he's like dusted and he stands up and you think, oh my God, he's actually prepared to fight all of these because you've got all the monsters, that the ones from 2012. You've got all of these... the army's massive it's absolutely humongous you've got the massive ship that's firing and you just think that was the moment where I generally thought fuck they're not going to survive this this is actually it the end game is that Thanos kills everyone and we just have to go home and deal with it but then you hear Sam Wilson come in and say on your left which I think is such a lovely throwback to my favourite Marvel film The Winter Soldier because I absolutely adore The Winter Soldier it's the best and I cried at this part because obviously they all start turning up and it's like oh god oh him and her and obviously the the, the, you know you have all the armies come in from Wakanda and I think the uh, the Ravagers turned up Mm. and the Guardians of the Galaxy um, Asgard uh, Valkyrie it's very cool. Um, and you have the massive yeah. battle. <laughs> the massive battle. Which is why I was really disappointed that when Captain Marvel appears, they didn't start playing just the, I'm just a girl. Because I thought that <laughs> would have been ridiculous. Could you imagine? <laughs> just flying through the air. Although I will say, like, I got goosebumps over my whole body whenever everybody showed up. Like, oh, for every sure. part I did. of me was like... I did, yeah. Because you, you forget, like, how many of them there actually were. Yeah. And... I just it was it was so effective as well because I generally forgot about Captain Marvel so when she turned up it was a bit like oh my god yeah I forgot about her um, yeah her company I thought the scene where they're throwing the gauntlet around and Spider-Man says like are you gonna be okay and then all the girls get together and um 
they there's that moment where they're like she's not alone again a lovely throwback to black widow who they've forgotten about again so you know whatever mm. um and then the next moment which really made me like jump but i actually went wanda was when wanda come back and faced danos i know and you had that great moment of i don't even know you you will yeah um, i literally oh, went so wanda good. but i love her I didn't, oh, she's lauren didn't she's you say that she's the strongest avenger no, I can't remember now. It was someone else on Twitter, I think. No, but she was the one member that could destroy this, like, had the power to destroy the stones. Yeah. Yeah. Bit convenient um, that she was killed, you know what I'm just saying? Mm. This is also true. Yeah. Um, but no, it was great. Loved it. Really great battle scene. I didn't get bored once because it was just very intense. I did find, though, that it was... Sometimes it was edited so fast that I was like, who was... Who was yeah. Who was, like, I couldn't figure out who I was seeing. I got and at one point I thought like Valkyrie's horse was killed, but then it did look a bit. Like, it did look a but bit. But then, then yeah. she was on it again, and then I was like, I don't know what's happening. Anymore. There was so many was... people though, and so much was happening that you just you know like you had like Ant Man and the Wasp, and it, there was so many people. It was quite crazy actually. Um, and then obviously yes. the greatest, well not the greatest thing, but the probably the, the most, well, not the most, I don't know, the one of the. <laughs> speak i'm trying not to big it up too much in case someone doesn't agree doesn't agree with me um and that scene that was like all right i guess it was <laughs> it fine, was, it was, fine. Uh, it was no big tony deal. tony stark sacrifices himself because thanos thinks he has the gauntlet and tony has actually managed to get the stones on his hand snaps his fingers destroys thanos and thanos's army and unfortunately it's too much for him and he dies pepper's pepper pops his calmness during this I, she was like, "All right, I, I <laughs> you did your job." Whether it was professional because she was co- trying to cope, or whether yeah. it was just kind of like, I don't know, it was kind of like, "Okay, Peter, up, okay, yeah, you did a good job, okay, you can rest now." I think in general it might be a bit of a relief because, in a way, this sounds. I, I mean, what a relief that her husband's died. Well, do you know? No, Thank but like, God. right, let me get this right. She's constantly like he's gonna die yeah <laughs> that's like her big worry yeah. all the time yeah and then now he's dead she's like oh that's sad but also now i don't have to worry about him dying anymore because he's already there. a very pessimistic way to think about Do you know this. what it was really flat like i expected a little more from pepper i it didn't yeah. like peter was about as cut up as i would have expected oh yeah pepper to be he was brilliant majorly so good majorly tom holland I saw, I actually saw a spoiler of him, the exchange between him and Iron Man, and I thought it was fan made, like a few days before. Um, I thought it was like someone, I don't know, making like an alternative moment to when the the finger snapping happened, I don't know. Um, And then when I watched it, I was like, oh, fucker, I didn't avoid all the spoilers. (laughs) I didn't avoid all the spoilers. But but you didn't know, so... I didn't know, I didn't. Um... And then that's, yeah, that's the end fine. of the battle, and everyone lives happily ever after. Wrong! Um, so obviously, Thor gives Valkyrie the gift, I suppose, of being yeah. king of New Asgard. Not that there's much to do, but all they do is really fish, didn't they? So, good for her. Um, and he joins the Guardians of the Galaxy. You've got this funny, I guess, moment between him and Quill because um, they are going to go looking for... <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just didn't... After all that emotion, I was there was no yeah. time for jokes, pal. Okay? Yeah. Um, and I just don't know how get it. He thinks it's a rabbit. Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Like, oh, you yeah. think you're captain? And you think you're captain? Like, 
I don't know if Nebula I'm... Nebula should if... be captain. Oh my god, she'd be amazing. I don't know if I'm into Thor joining the Guardians. I, I'm, yeah. I'm still on the well, fence about it, but I'm not. This is what... Because obviously, there's there's been no future projects to announce apart from Thor 4 and Guardians of the Galaxy oh, has 3. It? Yeah, well, there's, there's been talks yeah. about it. Because Tessa... Cool. Well, it's for Spider-Man as well, Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man's like, yes, that's happening. Um... But and obviously, if Thor's joining the Guardians, maybe it's the fact that they're making Guardians of the Galaxy three with four in them, and there isn't a mm. Thor four. So, who knows? It might be Guardians of the Galaxies versus Thor, whatever they want to call it. I don't know, like Ant Man and the Wasp kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you got that happen. They're going to go looking for Gamora because obviously Gamora from two thousand and fourteen has gone missing now. Um, did she? I didn't even get that. Neither did yeah, I. Until I read it, it back, I completely forgot about that moment. Because obviously Quill and Gamora have that little moment during the battle. Yeah. And she says mm. to Nebula, really, this guy. But then you don't see Gamora. And you're like, well, where did she go? Mm. Because... What was she, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Um, and obviously we have Tony's mm. funeral. Um, no funeral for Natasha. Because, you know, she was only in seven of the films. She's mm. only a lady... It just couldn't they have a joint funeral? Like, She's who would have attended her funeral and not attended Tony's? I know. I don't get it. It makes me angry. It really does. Yeah. Like, it, for me, like I said, I said when I come out of it, it was a perfect film for me. But that we we'll get we'll get on more to the representation of women in a second. But the funeral was just bizarre see, to me. See, I kept not getting annoyed about these things because I kept being like. She's coming back. Like, mm. I just kept thinking, like, that she wasn't actually dead, and that's why they weren't acknowledging it. And then when it ended, I was like... I know. She's coming back, though, right? Like, I don't know. Maybe she will. Well, we're going to get to this in a second. Um, obviously, did you also see the kid at the funeral who was in Iron Man 3? Harley! Yes. No. Yeah, obviously he's bigger now. He's like a teenager. I was just like, who's that random <laughs> <laughs> Who's a random at the yeah? Who's that random boy who just walked in? Um, um, of course. And then we have the big moment with Captain America. So obviously the plan is that Steve is going to return all the stones back in their places in history and Thor's hammer, and he will come back in five seconds, which obviously he doesn't. Um, and I think everyone knows instantly where he has gone. And there's quite a lot. The way no, because no, because I was <laughs> like, oh, oh, he's oh. gone. Maybe in like the dumb idiot that forgets everything that's happened in the previous films was like he's gone back to sacrifice himself for Natasha. And then ah. I was like, I just thought that's what was ha- again. I was just so couldn't believe that they well, could that kill this is the thing that whether it's a plot hole or whether it's because obviously we have a Black Widow film in the making also. Yeah. Um, but do you think they've just said that to kind of put you off? The well, set there's been casting wondering? news. I mean, Rachel Wise is apparently casted in it, so it's quite. A I thought it was going to be a pre. Wasn't it going to be a prequel? A like, prequel. I like that's, yeah. I mean, I thought that's what they the were. fact I is, if Steve has had to return the Soul Stone, he would have had to sacrifice someone he loved. Now. I'm very no. He just has to be like here. Here we go. <laughs> We're done with it now. Oh my god! Just take it. I just... But he's not taking it. So why would? But he has to return it to the place in history that it was taken from. And where's that? When Natasha died. Oh. Okay. So I think there's a bit more to this now. Obviously, the projects they have <clears throat> announced. Um, Bucky and Sam Wilson are getting their own TV show on Disney Plus, 
Size oh, Wonder. Cool. Yeah, Size Wonder and Size Vision. So obviously it's called. I love that it's called Wonder Vision. I know. Is that what it's called? It's yeah. Called it sounds like that the TV stuff from Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. It's called it it It's called Wonder Vision. And there's a, there's another one as well. Hawkeye, Lauren, you'll be pleased to hear. He's getting. He's also he's getting his own Stop. show. Deservedly so. <laughs> Scotty, sorry, can you close the door? I mean, we'll be done soon, we're wrapping up. Thank you. Little shit, I told you not to open that door. Anyway, um, so, yeah, obviously, if if Scarlett is having her own film as Black Widow, is it going to be a prequel? Is it going to be about her surviving? Is it going to be about, you know... You know, if if obviously Chris Evans is done now, he has retired. He's not going to be in any more films. He was actually he actually extended his contract just for Endgame. He was meant to finish with Infinity War. So it's I don't know what's going to really happen. It's kind mm. of left things up in the air. I don't think she's dead. No, okay. I don't. I, think I hope not. You do. I hope not. I mean, I thought you were say I hope so. I was like, you can get out no. of this. Podcast. Um, no, I hope not. But obviously, it's 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 a difficult one. But yeah, returning the Soul Stone, I'm very confused how that's going to work. I mean, mate, I like Lauren's theory of just throwing it back in, <laughs> like a pebble in the ocean. I don't need it now. <laughs> just <laughs> zoom. I don't know why you're laughing. I, that's how I would return it's, it. It's <laughs> a foolproof plan. I love it. Just like it whizzes like, there and then throws it in. Here's the receipt. Here's the stone. Hey, Red Skull, how you doing? Boop. Um. Yeah, very bizarre. What? Having his Dementor bloody outfit. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, uh, I can't. I'm so creepy. And then, obviously, <laughs> we have the moment between Sam Wilson and Steve, and he basically passes him the shield um, for him to become America. When I was leaving the cinema, I overheard a group of lads refer to him as Blacktin America, and I was oh. so fucking disappointed. I generally thought, Jesus fucking Christ. So, yeah. Ugh, that's annoying. But uh, but yeah, and obviously that is it. That is the end. We the final scene is Steve and Peggy dancing, and obviously this has caused outrage for some um, Agent Carter fans because obviously does that void the whole Agent Carter show? Yeah, I mean, I, I never watched it by the way. Sorry, I know, and it was never on telly when I wanted to watch it. No, it was so good. I, I, I watched it. the first three episodes and then I forgot. <laughs> no, not that it was bad. Yeah, I, just, I really liked it. I was I really cut up when it got cancelled. But um, yeah, I st- I'm still on the fence about how the whole Steve thing went down. I'm 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 not happy. Then is it like an alternate reality? I don't know because like even outside of the whole Agent Carter thing, does that mean Steve went? Back to the past, because you know there was that whole thing about Bucky being tortured and weaponized and whatever. Has yes. he just let that happen? Like, I just there's just things that this I'm not is quite. The thing. And obviously, you have the whole situation with his now niece. Um, you know. Yeah. I mean, for me, I feel like with Sharon Carter, I I never liked the casting. I never thought she was. I never thought they had chemistry. I never thought that it was it was convincing. Um, I thought that they obviously were told they needed a love interest in the Winter Soldier, and yeah. they just brought this. Yeah. This they just brought this character in. Obviously, in the comic books, they are love interests. Um, they brought this character in very bizarrely. I don't think the timeline adds up that she's Peggy's niece, but Peggy was born in the nineteen 
tens, twenties. Um, so her sibling would be what forty years younger than her. Um, it just never really understood it, and then they just kind of forgot about it. Obviously, in Civil War, she turns up as a CIA agent, and they kiss. Um, yeah. It's just yeah, never really got it. Never really understood it. Never liked it. Might as well not have any love interest like um, Captain Marvel. Well, you yeah. know, Maria, um, to not complicate things. And then you've got this. So, yeah, there there are some plot holes. I think that Captain America was such a well-loved character and they did the best they could do knowing that Chris didn't want to do it anymore. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was... Yeah, it's opened up a few plot holes and things like that because it is... For, for me, in an ideal world, you would then have a film of Steve going back in time. Captain America, the Soul yeah. Stone, the the Stones, or Returning yeah. the Stones, or something like that. That sounds like you're passing kidney stones or something. I don't know, but <laughs> see, I just didn't honestly think that far into it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, yeah. I mean, it was nice to it. see him live like, and nice to see him live the life that he wanted. But I don't yeah. know. I'm not sure. I'm convinced. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, future wise. The, the, Disney have said that they're they're gonna they're gonna try their hand at a new franchise beyond Avengers. I mean, come right. on, one point three billion. Yeah, they're yeah. like they're gonna stop. Um, mm-hmm. But they haven't made any announcements. The Russo brothers themselves have said that they don't have any attachment or plans for any future Marvel movies of any kind. Mm. Um, obviously, with the introduction of Disney Plus now. Maybe they're going to focus on TV shows for a little bit, but it's um, yeah, it's kind because of, I think a lot of people are like, it's not really over, it's not over, mm. it's not over because it's just, oh, it's just the end of phase one. I think it was one. phase three. Phase three. Phase three. Phase three. Phase phase three. three. Phase yeah. Three. Sorry, phase three. But still, I, wonder if, phase <laughs> like, I wonder if phase four. I wonder if phase four will be X Men. Yeah, you've got Spider Man. You've got Captain Marvel. You've got. I mean, I would love to see Sam as Captain America. And you've got the X Men now, so. I thought what I thought was I was seeing them Jessica Chastain's and acquiring yeah Yeah. that's that's out pretty soon as well like three four weeks or Mm -hmm. something. With them acquiring Fox, you've got access now to the X Men. You think the next level would be X Men versus Avengers, which is a very you know it's in the. But you know how are they going to do the Quicksilver thing? This is what I was thinking. That's true. Yeah. That's the only mm. character, isn't it, that's been represented in both? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, they'd... does that mean Deadpool can be in the Avengers? I don't. Well, now they could because Fox, Fox and Disney are the same company. Um, mm. I don't know. Don't think I'd like. What that. about Venom? What's going to happen to old Venom? <laughs> oh, I never even saw. It. I never saw it. Either. Did you? You saw it though, didn't you? Know? Yeah. No. Yeah. Not my jam. Not my jam. <laughs> not my jam. <laughs> it's uh, bizarre, really. So, I don't know. I mean, I think we've got Spider-Man. I mean, like you said, there's all these characters. Like, I'd love to see another Ant-Man movie. I think they're fantastic. The fact that Michael Penner wasn't in... Um, I know. It's Endgame a travesty. He was a travesty. He's, I wanted him to sit there and recap everything that happened in his little voice. But then I think He's it wouldn't best. have... Much. He's the most underrated actor. He is so... Underrated. He's in so many brilliant things. It's such a shame. Really such a shame. But yeah, I don't I just I don't think it's like A, I know films and I know they won't want to stop making money. I mean Star Wars, yeah. They, they're they're on their third 
point of doing it. Yeah, but this is the end of this trilogy now. This is my face. This says I don't think so. I mm. don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what they're doing. It's hard. I think it's, I think it's part of us being in denial, maybe, that we'd want more films. <laughs> We're just like, it can't be over. But... um. No, we're definitely going to get more films. Yeah. I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is happening. So that is happening. Spider-Man is happening. Um, Black Widow is has been announced. Um, so I don't know. It, if it's introducing new characters, perhaps. and But I think I thought as soon as they announced the Disney Fox takeover, I thought, that's it. It's going to be X-Men and Avengers. But obviously, yeah. you forget because in the comic books, Captain America turns out to be Bucky Barnes. Like Bucky Barnes becomes Captain America. Because um, that's what I thought was going to yeah, happen. Yeah, I did too. And yeah, so I think I. it's a good move. A good move with Sam Wilson becoming Captain America. Um, bit weird though because Disney Plus announced a TV show called Bucky Barnes and the Falcon. It's called Bucky Barnes and the Falcon. Why What's is that making me no, laugh? It's also like the the Avenger the adventures of um, Bucky Barnes and the Falcon. Let me find this out. Who's um, alone? The people to name these. Falcon, Falcon and Winter Soldier is what it's called. My head. They're just like, right, who's in this? This. <laughs> right, there you go. Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan. So Fal- Falcon and Winter Soldier is a TV series and is coming out this year, apparently. So he's obviously not Captain America. So that's the thing. It's, it's We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of theories. But I think, to recap though, for me, to bring together 22 stories, I think is such an achievement in filmmaking. Mm. Um, You know, people can say what they want about, like, it's not my thing, and superhero movies are dumb, and things like that. But for me, like, it was weird, like, seeing it again with Scott, who's someone who, you know, he grew up playing football, he didn't grow up watching, you know, superhero things on television, things like that. Yeah. I said to him, like, before we went in, like, are you excited? And he was like, well, yeah, I'm excited, but it doesn't really mean as much to me as it means to you. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't... At first, I got angry, obviously, which is my instant reaction with that. I was like, what do you mean? What are you trying to say? But then I realised that it just doesn't. It just doesn't mean as much to him as it means to me because yeah. I've had mm-hmm. a 10-year relationship with these films and known the characters for longer than that. And obviously, he he's watched the films for the past two years probably because of me. So it's... It's an end of an era, I think. Which is why yeah. we're all in denial and frantically searching for signs of um, sequels. Because I don't think... It, has anything ever ended like this for us before? Harry Potter? Glee. G- Glee? I thought you said Glee, but I wasn't sure, so I just... <laughs> <laughs> you were like, she couldn't have said Glee, surely. I was like, did she say Glee? I didn't even watch the end of Glee. We talked about this before. We did. I guess I Harry Potter. It's probably Harry Potter, isn't it? It's probably, but yeah. I wasn't really into harry potter twilight oh i was super was big it? into harry potter hunger games super big yeah they weren't, it, yeah i suppose so but they're not 22 films no then. and then yeah they, they, when you think about the span of time then it's not really 10 years i mean harry potter was 2003 harry potter was yeah i think harry yeah, potter was 2003 till 2017 or 16 so like still it's probably yeah. harry potter then isn't it Christopher oh, Nolan's Batman. Harry <laughs> <laughs> Don't. But yeah, I mean, I felt that one. <laughs> that one hurt. Yeah. To, now I now I've said that I did have a lot of denial about that too. Yeah, and I. Had, but also, Dark Knight Rises wasn't as um. Mm. 
as great as I want. I mean, I still really enjoyed it, but I think trying to follow Dark Knight with anything was impossible. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, but I think, yeah. Yeah. We'll just have to see what happens. I think that they've really done an incredible job, though. I think the fact that it's rated as... Currently on IMDb, it's at the fourth greatest movie of all time because the ratings are so, so high. Um, yeah. Whether that's going to stick, I don't know. But, um, yeah. yeah, I'm... I was happy with it. Were you guys... The most importantly, were you guys happy with it? Were you satisfied by it? Uh, yeah. No, I think so. I think... Yeah. No, I was. I just... <laughs> I thought it was really fun. I thought it was really enjoyable. They're just, you know, I... I always trip up on plot holes. Like, they're just things that I... There's things that I still don't... Can't quite reckon with. Like, I thought that... I thought Iron Man had killed all the Leviathans in 2012, but didn't the army come from 2014? Like, I was so confused. I was sitting there the ah. whole time trying to figure out where they'd come. Like, there were just little bits, but no, I mean, it was so I ambitious. I think about that. I was, yeah, it was... Unless I'm wrong, unless I've got all the timeline. I don't know. I could have just got it wrong. Well, but yeah, because he sacrificed himself, didn't he? To that's what I thought. kill them all. But, um... I think that's. The- I have not watched any of these enough recently. <laughs> well, in in Avengers, do you remember like Iron Man sacrificed himself? He goes up through the portal, whatever it's called, and he takes all the creatures with him and kills all of them. In Avengers, the first film, two thousand and twelve. But if mm. Thanos comes from two thousand and fourteen, and those creatures are with him, where have they come from? Because Tony killed them all. But then again, I think I'm just nitpicking. <laughs> so, but then they were in New York in 2012, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then they changed the events by taking the stones? No, because they went back to the 1970 and they corrected what they did. It's very complicated now that I talk about so it like confusing. that. I feel like if I was explaining it to like my child, I'd be like, right, so basically they go to 2012, then they go to 1970, and then they go to 2014, and they bring 2014 back, and then they bring this person back, and they'd be like, Mom, why are you telling me about these old movies? <laughs> I don't care. Captain America's black now. Everyone doesn't even remember a white guy. Who's Chris Evans? And then I would slap the child. I'm joking, I would never do that. That's terrible. Um, I've really gone off the point now. No, but Michael I, Sheen. I did love Sheen. it. Michael Sheen, <laughs> Emilio Estevez, Cock Douglas. Um, I'm telling you, there's something in there. There's something about that. I believe you. I believe you. Mm. I do. Um, well, yeah, that's it. I mean, we didn't have time for any feedback this week. We didn't have time for um, upcoming releases, so I'll quickly mention them, and you guys can let me know if you're excited or not um you've got the i don't think either of you are like this the curse of lahana which is the horror film starring linda cardellini Mm-mm. i mean i'm happy for linda cardellini but i'm not gonna see it <laughs> Poor Kai's wife, basically just saying yeah i know i was like god bless her <laughs> uh, you've got tolkien which is the film about the author tolkien who <laughs> You've got um, A Dog's Journey, which is a sequel to A Dog's Purpose, which really Too made sad. me cry. I was yeah. going to see it, but it's just, it's tearjerker porn, really, isn't it? Yeah. Which is bonkers. Um, you've got Vox Lux, starring Natalie Portman. Yes. You've seen this, Lauren? No, but I want oh, to. Oh, yeah. I, I've just completely lost my mind. Um, yeah, Vox Lux is finally out because it was a big festival hit and a lot of people thought that she was going to get nominated for an Oscar and she didn't. So, yeah. 
Mm. You've also got The Hummingbird Project, which stars uh, Salma Hayek, Jesse Eisenberg and Alexander Skarsgård about um, high-frequency traders. It looks awful and has had awful reviews. I'm not Before you lie. said that, I was going to say that. It sounded really interesting, but hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> you go see it and enjoy yourself, girl. <sighs> you've got, turning to a more sombre piece, you've got Hotel M- Mumbai, which is the true story of the Taj Hotel terrorist attack in Mumbai. Um, it's been given really good reviews and obviously is very close to the recent events that happened in Sri Lanka. It stars Dev Patel, Jason Isaacs and Army Hammer. Um, so it looks really good. I actually do kind of want to see that, to be honest. I'm so excited to see that one. I was going to say, I think you are going to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. You've also got Longshot, which is starring Charlize Theron and Seth Rogen. Have you guys seen the trailers for this? Yeah. Yes. It looks pretty good. It does look pretty mm-hmm. good, yeah. It looks kind of fun. I mean, basically, Charlize is running for president and she hires an old friend as her speechwriter and obviously sparks fly. It's directed by Jonathan Levine, who has brought a lot of like Seth Rogen comedies before, like 50-50, The Night Before. Um, mm-hmm. And funnily enough, All the Boys Love Mandy Lane, which is Amber Heard's early horror film. So just a little bit of fact there for you. Ah, interesting. As always. And finally... <laughs> sorry. I am an encyclopedia of random Amber Heard information. I'm just like, oh, interesting. <laughs> Sorry. I thought it was interesting. Oh. And finally, it is probably the longest title in the world. Extremely Wicked. The potato Peter Guernsey. Potato Peter. I was going to say the same film. I was about to say. <laughs> I was going to say Potato Peel. <laughs> no. Stop. That came out last year, I think. It is. And now I've got to say it again. Title's still playing, but... Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. Right, got it. So this chronicles the crimes of Ted Bundy, but it's from the perspective of his long-term girlfriend, uh, played by Lily Collins. Lily Collins. A bit... Obviously, it's had really great reviews. It had a lot of controversy at the beginning when the trailer was released. A lot of people Mm -hmm. thought that it was glamorising Ted Bundy. Mm -hmm. Um... Personally, I don't think it is. I think it's a very... I mean, I haven't seen it yet, sorry. Um, I'm okay. excited because I think it's going to highlight the story from a different perspective. It's going to create a sense of, um, for the public, or people that don't really know about Ted Bundy, that he generally was believed for a very long time in the media to be completely innocent. Um, yeah. And I'm excited to see what they've done with it. The guy that's directed it has done... Ridiculous. On the documentary, he's done as well. Yeah, Joe Berlinger has done so many. He's got a big history of true crime filmmaking. He actually did the the film about the three. Um, is it West Memphis Three or something like that? The three. Oh, I haven't watched that. Yeah. Yet. Oh, um, cool. So he's got a big history of this. It's really weird because Netflix bought the film, but I think Sky Movies must have bought it from them because it's actually only showing on Sky on Friday Sky. and some yeah. cinemas. So I'm actually quite excited because I get to just stay in and it's actually kind of like accepted. I know because I can't, I can't wait to see it because uh, I'm, I don't, how do you say that you're super into murderers oh you know what I thought you were going to say you're super into Zac Efron and I was like I wait you were too. that would have been totally <laughs> well, in character that's, that's what too, I thought you were going to say that too but I love like um I mean I listen to murder podcasts when I drive to and from work every day so like Lauren um, works with children so. by the way just just find that in there. <laughs> I do but I don't murder them and uh thank you for they, clarifying uh, good to know good to know yeah, just just in case anyone was worried um but no, uh, I can't wait. I mean, Ted Bundy, I don't, I don't like the whole, like, oh, Ted Bundy's such a babe. 
I don't go that far no. in the whole mm. thing, but I do find things like that really interesting. And uh, also, I'm excited to see if Zac Efron can make a decent movie. Because um, I've been a fan of his for a while. And yeah. He's not, he has not always... Uh, Made great choices. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's fair enough. I mean, when it was first announced, there was a trailer. A lot of people were like, oh, it's, it's glamorizing and Zac Efron's a heartthrob and all this stuff. And I don't think they realized that when Ted Bundy was being portrayed in the media, people were mm. calling him a heartthrob. There were girls turning up at the courthouse wanting to. I mean, it's very like to like Marilyn Manson, not Marilyn Manson, Jesus. Um, um, Charles. Charles Manson, <laughs> sorry. Um, he, that's, that's what he was, that's what he was about. I mean, would if that had yeah. happened today, would the same response, you know, be there? And I think it does though. I, I think. think probably if that if a similar situation did happen today, and it was a very attractive white male, there would be a lot of doubt in the media. A yeah, lot of sure. doubt in the media. Do you remember that guy? Remember that guy, the hot guy, the yes, big, the hot mugshot. Yes, guy? yes, the hot mugshot guy. He's now a model. Yeah. I mean, look at that. Not sure people marry murderers all the time still. Mm. It's madness. Weird. What do you do? I'm trying to like, think of I like... I was listening today to... Look at Dirty <laughs> John. Murder. Look at Dirty John. Oh, true. Oh, I haven't watched that, but there's like the Gainesville... Is it the Gainesville Ripper? I think so. I know what you're talking Ripper? about. Hold on. Yeah, the Gainesville Ripper. And then they... Yeah, he got this like true crime novelist to come and like write his like write a book about him, and then she fell in love with him and got married. And even though he like she knew like that he had murdered all these people, she was just like, "What a babe!" It's dumb. People don't realize uh, this is where the thing happens with filmmaking. Sometimes is that the po- that's the point you're missing. The point they've hired yeah. Zac Efron because he's a highly attractive, highly popular actor that people will see as. It's Zac Efron, he can't harm anyone. Because what Ted mm. Bundy, you know, they don't realise that it's not glamorising it. It's not, yeah. we all love Ted Bundy, so that's why we're making yeah. this film about him. We watch these documentaries, we listen to these podcasts, because it's a safe way of experience true fear. Some of these things mm. that we listen to, some of the things we find out about, I mean, reading online about shootings and things like that, it's fear it's finding out these terrible things that people can mm. do in places they go to in a safe environment not only that it educates you hugely i think the fact that we can educate i mean we should women should be able to do whatever the fuck they want without fear but the fact that once upon a time you know could you come to my car because i've hurt my leg could you come to my car because i've my dog's sick mm. you know yeah, but I'm, I I'm looking forward to it, and I'm just I'm just fed up with people telling me what not to like. It's really pissing me off. Yeah, yeah. Here, here. Thank you. I think it's really cool that um, Zach touches on the fact that Ted couldn't have done anything. Well, the reason that Ted did was able to do everything was because of his white privilege, and that yes. speaks so well to Zach's casting. Like people are going to go yeah, and yeah. see this because of him. So I thought it was a really smart choice. Like I didn't think it was wrong at me all. Too. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Also, the resemblance is there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think when I watched the Ted Bundy tapes, so I think Ryan Gosling would have made a very good casting as well because they have uh, the same similar eyes. They, they do. Yes. It's quite creepy, actually. But then Gosling's already played a serial killer or a murderer anyway. A few, actually. Yeah. What's that film he does where mm. he's dressing as the old woman to hide from the police? <laughs> I don't know, but I want to see it. Wait, <laughs> what? Watched, oh, it's not good. I watched <laughs> it. I watched Murder by Numbers the other day, where he wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't a serial killer, but it was a killer in that. Um, I I don't know. I don't know. 
He's pretty. Mm. It's Kirsten Dunst. Ryan Gosling, Kirsten Dunst. Oh. Oh, Ryan I know Gosling, what you mean. Kirsten Dunst. Mm. It's, oh, I can picture the poster. See him. Don't watch it though. It's not really very okay. good. You know what you do? You just keep watching Zodiac again and again until we figure out who. Nice. <laughs> oh God, I'm better. Oh, you laugh. It was. But I. We haven't figured it out, and I would like to know. What is it? Isn't it the? The Zodiac Count. I can see that they're lying on a bed in the poster. Yeah, and he's looking up, and she's looking like towards him. Right, I'm just gonna Google it, guys. We. We're too good. It's it's the good something or something good or something. All good things. <gasps> ah, all good things. All good things. Yeah. Really good. I didn't know that was about a serial killer. Yeah, I don't know if it's about a serial killer, but he definitely murders someone. Uh, I don't, I don't remember it enough, which probably means I didn't really like it. Well, that's our yeah, homework. There we go. <laughs> well, not your homework. You two have seen it. I'll yeah, see. discover. So watch that and then figure out who the Zodiac killer is and let me know, please. It will be exclusive on the podcast, and our ratings and will go police. through. And the police, yeah. How do you nice. know? Well, <laughs> you'll have to tune in next week to find out, Mister Policeman. And that's how. Karen My cousin's is. handwriting is exactly the same. How old's your cousin? Not old enough. What's the, plot plot? <laughs> <laughs> the tiny plot hole. Yeah, yeah a little plot hole there. No one would ever suspect time travel, but. Oh my god! What a defense that would be. Yeah. I wasn't there. I, wasn't alive. I was time traveling. <laughs> Oh dear. Well, ladies, we better wrap this up. Thank you so much for um, joining me and talking about this film. I, I love yeah. it a lot, and I'm glad to talk about it with you two because you equally love it, so it's all good. Do you know what? It was good to meet you, Lauren. You're cool. As soon to you. Yeah. She's all right. I just feel like my voice is so harsh against you. No, it's not. I feel like because of no. Derry Girls, people are not going to have that same criticism anymore. Not that there ever was a criticism. Sorry. All the reviews. That that dolphin Jerry. <laughs> dolphin Jerry. Uh, no. Do you do you watch Jerry Girls now? No, it's on. I need to start it. I've not started you it have yet. To. You have to. I will. Please, Lauren. To be fair, yeah, Lauren yeah. begged me for a year and I didn't, and then I finally did, and I watched it all in one day. <laughs> okay. It's okay. set. You see, like twenty minutes from my house. It's so exciting. That's so cool. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. It's women as well. It's all women, right? And in general, just everyone who's listening, watch Dairy Girls. This is a subliminal message to your brain to watch Dairy Girls. Right, I have to go because my teeth. I'm gonna watch it. I know I have so much. That's cool. (laughs) What What are you doing there? Huh? What are you gonna do? Yeah. Me? Oh, I don't know. I'm. I can't tell. I can't tell. I just. I can't tell who you're talking to. And that is the sign to end the conversation. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs)